This is the Latter-day Strength Podcast, and this is episode three, the intro. And today we are talking about yours truly. I'm going to give a little bit of background and context to why I'm doing this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the last two episodes, and I hope you sense a bit of inspiration as you consider what is possible because of faith. Now, with those two episodes in mind, we're going to move forward, and I'm actually just going to take this episode to introduce myself and my backstory. Uh, I'm a fifth and sixth generation Latter-day Saint on all sides of my family. And that doesn't make me special, okay? It really doesn't. I'm only telling you this because my entire life and culture has been built on the foundation of being a member of the church. And, um, you know, there's a line from my patriarchal blessing that says, your ancestors have left you a tradition of faith and strength. And I really want to honor that. So I'm a fifth and sixth generation Latter-day Saint on all sides of my family. And that's not, I'm not saying that because I feel like I'm special or anything. I'm just pointing it out because basically my entire life and culture has been built around being a member of the church and the stories of my ancestors and how they struggled with hard things and yet exercised faith in Christ. I want to highlight the most important of those Um, in a couple episodes, but today it's going to start with my dad. My dad is named Robert Baer. Uh, He grew up in Berkeley, California, and was an Irish twin, which means that he had an older brother who was less than one year older than him. So when my dad was 10, his older brother David was diagnosed with bone cancer. And David's leg uh, had to be amputated to remove the cancer from his body, but it was too late. It had spread to other, uh, other areas of his body. And thus in February of 1952, at the tender age of 11, my dad watched the funeral of his older brother, his best friend, who was just uh, 12 years old. Um, This, of course, is highly emotional for me because I have two little boys that are, you know, about two years apart and, you know, they love each other so dearly. And um, anyway, if I just think about what that would be like in our family, it just breaks my heart. Anyway, my middle name is David. Thus, I've always had an affinity to this uh, ancestor of mine. Um... I heard my dad talk a lot about his older brother. Um, He shared the stories, and he also talked about him being a guardian angel. And so I took that teaching about being a guardian angel very, very seriously. It was like embedded into my core values as a child that guardian angels exist and that David was my dad's guardian angel. Um, Anyway, but four years after David died, and so now this is the summer of 1956, a polio epidemic had swept through the Bay Area in California, and my dad contracted that virus. It completely decimated his body uh, to the point that he had to to spend nine months uh, in a hospital, and some of those months were inside an iron lung 
device, uh, a, a ventilator that helped him breathe. Um, while he was in the hospital, he read Ether chapter 12, and he recorded in his life history that he prayed about the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon at that time and received his own witness of Christ. Uh, my dad ended up living life to the best of his ability despite his handicap. Um, he had to live, had to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life from that point forward. But in his 20s, he um, ended up meeting my mom in a singles ward. And um, they married a few years uh, later after some on-again and off-again dating right before his 30th birthday. And together they had six children, and I'm the fifth of the family. <clears throat> um, I have many, many positive memories of my dad. Um, I think about him almost daily because uh, he actually passed away when I was just 12 years old. He died from a sudden heart attack while he was driving. Um, after he had um, driven uh, to work, he had parked his car at the uh, commuter train uh, area, and um, while he was getting himself out of the car, he had a heart attack. So he was just 53, I was 12. Um, but prior to his passing, and in the aftermath thereof, I felt my soul naturally being drawn to the things of eternity. Uh, I had a temple hobby as, a, as an 11-year-old in the year before he passed away. And what I did is I collected temple pictures and I memorized their features and their locations and sometimes odd little factoids like the fact that <laughs> the Salt Lake Temple before the renovation had 253,000 square feet of, of space. Um, anyway, I, I would look, I, I would collect these little postcards of temples and somebody would flash a picture in front of me and I'm like, that's Mesa and that's Cardston and that's Laie, Hawaii and that's Idaho Falls and that's Logan and that's Manti and that's Toronto and that's Bountiful and that's Orlando. And I could just boom, boom, boom. I could just rattle them off. It was, I'm, I'm convinced that it was this temple hobby that helped me feel and believe in the eternal nature of families such that on the day that my dad died, I knew that there was a meaning and a purpose behind it. I was uh, highly energized by searching for and understanding why, while naturally believing in the promise that he continued to live on. Um, in the years that followed, I have felt many, many intervening moments um, with my angelic dad. Um, some of them were very profound, uh, some of them were very validating. Um, some of them were just comforting. One of the first experiences I had was as a 13 or 14 year old. So within like a year, or 18 months of his passing, um, in this dream, I was inside of the Oakland Interstate Center, which is a very unique church building that's located right next to the Oakland Temple. Inside of this church building, there is a large gym or cultural hall that is probably two and a half times the size of a typical stake center cultural hall that you know that you'd have here in the United States. And so in this dream, I'm on one side of the cultural hall and I see my dad wheeling in his electric wheelchair down the long side of the cultural hall. And then he turns right in his wheelchair and he stops midway on the short side of the cultural hall. So, you know, big rectangle, right? And when he stops, 
his wheelchair, his wheelchair stops and he stands up from his wheelchair and then he walks and he walks the rest of the length of that, of that, uh, of that side of the, the gym. And then he walks out down a hallway and out of my sight. And so I had this dream when I'm like 13 or 14 years old and I took it as this, you know, sign this message from heaven that my dad was no longer confined to a body that had been debilitated by polio, where he, I mean, he needed, he needed my help to get his, his underwear on, to get his socks on, to, to get on and off the toilet, to bathe himself. Um, he went around in a wheelchair his, in the, the most of the years of my, uh, my formative years that I, I remember him. And there were only a, a couple times that I remember that he could stand um, and kind of hold himself up under his own power. But years ago, I created a video for a family reunion. Um, and I, I created this legacy video to honor my mom and my dad and the fact that they had this legacy of six children and 30 some odd grandchildren. And our you know family legacy of faith. And what I did is I... I took that song Ether twelve twenty seven and I and I created a montage about his uh, his my dad's early life and the time that he had polio and pictures of him in the hospital and how his how his physical strength increased uh, after that to the point where the kind of the final picture in that montage was him standing with my my mom at their wedding. The words of Ether 1227 flowed perfectly with those pictures as it showed my dad in his weak and debilitated state and how the Lord gives unto us weakness and, and what I interpreted as physical weakness that we may be humble. But God's grace is sufficient for all men and women that humble themselves before Christ. For if they humble themselves before Christ and have faith in Christ, he will make weak things become strong unto them. But as we review the deeper meaning of Ether 12, 27, I find it apropos to point out that dad experienced having weak faith in Christ, but he was debilitated even further by the experience of polio. And then in the process of humbling himself for months in the hospital and finding meaning in his adversity, the Lord helped his weak faith become strong. So at my dad's funeral, my bishop at the time shared an important lesson, which I have, I have kept with me for all these years. It's almost been, it's like 28 years since he passed away, which was that my father had taught his children how to endure in adversity in their youth. So he was basically my age when David died, and he was basically my brother's age when he got polio. And I saw firsthand what happens when a person doesn't wallow in their adversity, but decides to strengthen their faith in Christ. And dad was rewarded for his faith and for his hope and for his love of the Savior. And he was rewarded with a family that decided to fully embrace and follow his example. And um, in another episode, I'm going to give tons and tons of credit to my mom um, because, wow, she... uh, she was an amazing lady. She passed away two years ago. And uh, I know that it was her faith that preserved me in a lot of ways.
Now, while episodes one and two were a scriptural study of the amazing Ether chapter 12, my dad's life was an experiential case study of the chapter. My dad bore his testimony to me frequently in many locations, like at the dinner table, on a, on errands, and even while I was helping him on and off the toilet. I, I remember a conversation where he's like sitting on the toilet, <laughs> and I'm just asking him questions about the Book of Mormon, and he's just teaching me. And um, I'm just grateful for my dad's love of the gospel, but I think more importantly, I'm just grateful for his love of the Lord. He loved the gospel, he loved the church, but he loved the Lord. So today I have a playlist of music um, called my Commune with God playlist. And every time Ether chapter 12, 27 comes up on the playlist, my kids refer to it as the Grandpa Bear song. Anyway, I'm highly emotional during this recording. But anyway, the purpose of this, the Latter-day Strength podcast, is to help weak faith become strong. You're going to see the first 10 episodes I've wholly devoted to scriptural insight. And um, starting in episode 11, I'm going to start weaving in some of the professional and personal development lessons that have had the side effect of helping me strengthen my faith. But um, the way that this has been, the way that this has gone so far in terms of the writing that I've done of the the first uh, 10 episodes, I think we're going to spend a lot of time in the scriptures. Uh, And I do hope that you find this immensely valuable. I, again, I I don't, I don't have the credentials of, of, you know, being a former seminary teacher or institute teacher, anything like that. I've just had a love of the gospel and the love of scripture since I was a small child. And one of the spiritual gifts that I have had that people have repeatedly told me or thanked me for, was, thank you so much for your insights. Thank you for that insightful comment you made in priesthood or Sunday school. Or thank you for your talk in sacrament meeting. So my goal is to share that with a broader audience, but I'm doing it because I feel the Lord has asked me to do this podcast, and I recognize without having a grandiose sense of personal accomplishment that at the end of the day, if I record 100 episodes of this podcast and the only people that ever listen to it are my own children years and years from now, then it will have been 100% worth it because they will have heard their dad bear his testimony. I wish... I wish I could hear my vo- my dad's voice bearing his testimony. And so anyway, I'm giving what I wish for to my children and to myself and to any of you who find value and feel the spirit as you're listening to these words. And so I testify of Christ. I have not seen him. And... Certainly, my faith has been weak over the years, but I have felt an immense sense of strength come into me as I have written these episodes of this podcast, and I'm grateful for that strength, and I testify of its power in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For if they humble 
humble themselves before me and have faith in me. Then will I make weak things become strong.